Welcome to Let God Be True, a discipleship series podcast to help one know the very truths of the Word of God. Today we will begin a discipleship series looking over eternal security and how God through His Word is very clear that once one comes to place their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone, they are forever saved and cannot lose their salvation. Throughout this series, we will see 13 different examples given to us from the Word of God, and we pray that once you finish this series on eternal security, that the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to the truth of God's Word, and that you will be assured without a shadow of a doubt that you are indeed eternally secure. So go ahead, grab your Bible, a notebook and pen, and your favorite coffee or tea, and let's begin to look at the Word of God. And as always, in Romans 3, 4, as it tells us, let God be true, but every man a liar. Looking at the very truths of the Word of God, we will begin again this week, continuing through our series on eternal security. Uh, So far, the first week, we looked at what it means to have eternal life, and that that very simply means that uh, we have life that is never-ending. It cannot uh, perish or go away. It's everlasting without end. And then the second week, we looked at just that everlasting life, and once again, that it's eternal. It's forever. Amen. And so we'll look at this week's episode, three more examples And what it means or how we can see from the truth of the Word of God that once we are saved, we do indeed have eternal life. This week's episode, we will look at the words uh, born again in the scriptures. We'll look at how the Bible tells us we are adopted. And then we'll look at how God tells us that we are his sons and his daughters. And so we'll see through these three examples that it is very clear through God and through his word that we do indeed have eternal life. And so, as always, I encourage you, grab your notebook and your pen, grab your Bible, and if any time needed, please pause the podcast and search the scriptures for yourself and take notes where needed. But let's look at the first example out of three that we'll look at this week. Let's look at what the Bible has to say about born again. If we were to look at the 1828 Noah Webster Dictionary, Uh, Looking at the word born, he wrote, To be born, or born again, is to be regenerated or renewed, to receive spiritual life, as according to John chapter 3. When it came to the word again, he wrote, very simply, a second time, or once more. The word begotten, the definition for that is a procreated or generated And again, the word procreated just means to reproduce. So we see that uh, we're told we are born again to be regenerated or renewed. We uh, again means a second time once more and begotten to be generated. God tells us that when we trust in him as our personal savior, that we then are born again. We spiritually are born into the family of God. If we were to look at John chapter 3 and verses 3 and 7 it says jesus answered and said unto him verily verily i say unto thee except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of god 
Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. We see Jesus talking to Nicodemus, and Jesus makes it very clear that we must be born again in order to be saved. We see that when we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we then are born again. We are spiritually born into the family of God. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23, again looking at these words, it says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So we see that through Jesus Christ we are born again, praise God, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, that liveth and abideth forever. Lastly, when looking at born again from the scriptures, we can see in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 3 through 5, it tells us, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So once again, we see from the word of God that when we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior, we are born again. So here's the question. If someone is born, can they be unborn? The answer seems very simple, and indeed it is. The answer is no. Once we're physically born of our mother, we can't just choose to be unborn. Once you're born, you're born. No one can be unborn. And it would be exactly the same and no different with our spiritual birth. Once we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, and we put our trust and faith in Him alone, we are born again and therefore cannot be unborn. So again, we can see that when Jesus Christ talked about and when God shows us from his word that when we receive Jesus Christ as our own personal savior, that we are born again into the family of God and that to be born, we cannot be unborn. We are eternally secure. Now let's go on to the next. We've looked at to be born again. Let's see what the Bible has to say about us being adopted. Now again, I always like to just stick with the definitions to make sure we have a clear understanding before we go into the scriptures. Again, in the 1828 Noah Webster Dictionary, adoption, he wrote, God's taking the sinful children of men into his favor and protection. The word adopt very simply means, in a spiritual sense, to receive the sinful children of men into the church and into God's favor and protection by which they become heirs of the salvation by Christ. So we see that when we receive Jesus Christ as our own personal Savior, the Bible tells us that we then are adopted by God into His family. Let's look at what the Bible has to say about these things. Let's begin with Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. Here it says, 
For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Verse 23, it says there in Romans chapter 8, And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. So we see that we are adopted into the family of God. We have the Spirit of adoption. If we were to go on to Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 3 and 5, it says, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. We see that in Jesus Christ we are adopted adopted we as his children god the father adopts us as one of his sons and his daughters again lastly we'll look at galatians chapter 4 and verses 3 through 7 looking at adoption here it says even so we when we were children were in bondage under the element of the world but when the fullness of time was come God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Amen. We see that when we receive Jesus Christ as our own personal Savior, God adopts us as his very child. We are adopted as a son. And therefore, we see that we do have eternal security. How? Let me present to you this question. If someone is adopted into a family, can they become unadopted? The answer is no. Once you're adopted, you are forever a part of that family. You forever are, are one of the members of that family. Once we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, then God adopts us as His very child, and we are forever a part of the family of God. There's nothing that we can do to become unadopted or unattached from God or separated from Him because He's adopted us as His very child. And, our, and a child of His are we. And so, so far tonight on this week's podcast, we've seen that we are born again. We cannot be unborn. Therefore, we're eternally secure. We see that we are adopted as one of God's children and therefore cannot become unadopted. We are forever his child and therefore have eternal security. And lastly tonight, for this week's podcast, we'll look at 
that we are a child of God. We see that the Bible talks about us being his sons and his daughters. The definition for son very simply just means a descendant. But what does the Bible have to say about us being a son or a daughter or a child of God? Let's start with John chapter 1 and verse 12. It says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. We see that when we receive Jesus Christ again as our Savior, we become the sons of God. We become one of his children. And if we're his child, we see that we are his. I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll go through the scriptures and then I'll bring it to a conclusion. So let's go on to Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. Here it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So we see again that those that are saved, those that have the Holy Spirit, uh, that God gives us after we receive Jesus Christ our Savior, if we're led by the Spirit, we are the sons of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 17 and 18, it goes on to say, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Again, we see that the Bible is very clear that when we are saved in Jesus Christ, we become a son and a daughter of God the Father. In Galatians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, it goes on to say, And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, it says, Do all things without murmuring and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of, the, of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Again, we see that we are a son of God. We are to be blameless and harmless because we represent our Father. And then lastly, we see when looking at how we are a son, how we're a daughter or a child of God, 1 John chapter 3 and verses 1 and 2. Here we read, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knoweth him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Praise God. We see again and again that we are the sons of God. Now, there's many people that we run into. I know for me personally, in Africa, 
but in other parts of the world as well and all around the world, those that believe that one can lose their salvation if they choose to live a life of sin or if they, they become backslidden and, and end up in a life of sin and they think that person uh, has lost their salvation and gone back out into the world. But I present to you from not my thoughts, not what I think, but what we can very clearly see from the scriptures that one, it's not an argument of did they lose their salvation. We've very clearly seen looking at the word eternal, looking at the word everlasting. Now this week looking at uh, born again, how we're adopted, how we are a, a son of God. We've seen that once we're saved, we are eternally secure. We Nothing can take away our salvation. There's nothing we can do to lose it. We are eternally secure. So that's not the argument. That's not the question. Here's really what the question should be. Was that person truly saved to begin with? Did they come to true repentance and in, in, in calling upon and putting their trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ alone, receiving Him as their personal Savior? Or was there never a moment in a time in their life that they sincerely did that? And here's where I present that truth from the Word of God. If you look at Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 8 as we're looking at the Bible talking about us being sons or the sons of God in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 8 it says but if ye be without chastisement whereof all are partakers then are ye bastards and not sons the Bible is very clear that if we live a life without any chastisement when we live a life of sin or when we disobey God and we can go in that life of sin or that life of, of disobedience to God and have no chastisement, have no correction from God, then it's not my words, but it's God's words from Hebrews chapter 12. Then he's clear that we're not his son, but that we're a bastard. We're not his so again, it's when we see somebody living a life of sin and, and, and going away from God, okay, one, people can become backslidden. We all can be tempted. We live in a life of sin. Uh, we still live in the flesh. But it's never a question of, did that person lose their salvation? We see the Bible is very clear that one cannot lose their salvation. We are eternally secure. But the question should be to that person we see living a life of wickedness and living a life of sin that once proclaimed to be a Christian or a child of God or, or even still maybe does, the question should be not that Hey, maybe they lost their salvation because God is very clear through his word. We cannot. But we need to approach that person in a way of, hey, 
Have you truly come to known Christ as your personal Savior? Because we see that if we do know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, if we are saved through Jesus Christ unto God the Father, then if we live a life of sin, if we live a life of disobedience, He will chastise us as His Son. He will correct us as His child. Again, the argument should never be, has one lost their salvation? For we see from Scripture that we are eternally secure. But it's very important as a child of God, as a Christian, that we are constantly reaching out to those that might not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, that they too can become a child of God, become a son or a daughter of God, and have eternal life and know that they too are eternally secure. So I'll ask this question after looking at how we are a son of God, a daughter of God, his his children. And this is the question. If you are a son or daughter, is there anything that we can do to no longer be a son or a daughter? Or I'll phrase it this way. If you're a parent, is there anything that our children can do to never be our child again? And time and time again, the answer is very simple. It's no. As much as my children, I have three children of my own, as much as they uh, some days might frustrate me or disappoint me, there is nothing that my children can do to never be in a place where they're no longer my child. I'll even go to this extreme. Parents might get to the point for whatever reason, sadly, that they have a falling out with their children. And you can even scream the words at your child that you're no longer my child. But that doesn't make them no longer your child. Maybe in our emotions, in our mind, they're no longer a child as we block them out. But they are forever a part of our flesh and blood and and a part of us and and we a part of them and there's nothing that they can do to not be our child once they're our child once once the mother has birthed that child they are forever a child to those parents and so it's very simple again once we receive Jesus Christ as our personal savior We are forever, eternally, without end, a child of God. There's nothing we can do to not be His child. We're forever a precious child in His sight. And therefore, we see again and again through the Scriptures that we are indeed eternally secure And we can have the peace of God and the comfort of God knowing that we are eternally secure. And so this week we have looked at that we are born again. We cannot be unborn. 
We are adopted into the family when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. And there's nothing we can do to be unadopted. And then lastly, we've seen that when we come to call upon the Lord as our Savior, put our trust and faith in Him alone, we become a son of God. And again, there's nothing that can take that away from us. So again, after looking now at the words eternal, the words everlasting, this week looking at the examples of born again, adopted, and the children of God or the sons of God, we see again that we are, praise God, eternally secure. And so as I always end the podcast week after week, I'll end with the words from Romans chapter 3 and verse 4. Let God be true, but every man a liar.